0: No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manuk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now.
1: It looked like it was going to be easy. It looked like it was going to be simple. But it was a Winnipeg Jets game in Philadelphia, so, so we should all have known better. Nonetheless, the Jets persevere. Some poor special teams in tonight's contest and come away with a 5-3 victory over the Philadelphia Flyers. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. For all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say... Good evening, Universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show with Dave Manuk. I'm your host, Drew Mandel. We welcome everyone that is joining us after the Jets-Flyers game and all those who are also going to be joining us as the Niners-Cowboys game comes to its conclusion in the next few seconds. Dave Manouk, it's good to see you. It's been about, uh, oh, let's say 23 hours or so. It's been a very Drew-Dave, well, he's not here, but a Drew-Dave-Ezzy Illegal Curve-heavy week weekend and i yes. hope yours is still going as well today as it was yesterday
0: well if you're a hockey fan in winnipeg yeah, you are good. very happy right now given the fact that the jets swept their two games this weekend the moose although they made it more difficult on themselves than they needed to they swept their Miller. two games this weekend and the winnipeg ice also they weren't they didn't have as difficult a time they uh, pounded the Warriors, I believe, today. So they too swept their weekend series. So lots of, they put the win in Winnipeg for the hockey teams of our fair city. And uh, so folks are feeling good. Folks are happy right now with uh, all is well with uh, the pro and junior team in Winnipeg.
1: Exactly right. Anytime you can go six for six, uh, in terms of wins in that column, you know, that it's been a very good one. This was a, you know, this was an interesting game. The Jets got off like a house on fire, not referring to Dave's head on fire. That's a separate issue altogether. But then you sort of had the, the feeling like, okay, it's three, nothing, but it's three, nothing really early in the game. It's three, nothing, you know, before the game is 10 minutes over how are the Jets going to be able to handle this? How are the Jets going to be able to, you know, maintain this lead? And, you know, it's not that the Jets played poorly to let Philadelphia back in the game. You mm-hmm. know, if this game had been played at five on five, I think for the majority of it, if the yeah. Jets didn't run into some penalty trouble, and if the uh, and if the penalty kill didn't uh, let them down a little bit, then, you know, this probably would have been a very easy game. I mean, you know what it was like when the Jets were controlling the bulk of the second period. You know, Philadelphia just couldn't handle the Jets, couldn't match the Jets five-on-five today, which is no surprise. The Jets are a better team than the Philadelphia Flyers. So, you know, we've all come to know that. We've all come to uh, expect that. But, you know, it was the special teams that sort of let Philadelphia crawl in. And the Jets really, uh, you know, after they took that lead, you know, Felix Sandstrom uh, came back and and made some nice saves on some point-blank chances. And the Jets maybe got a little bit snake bit in the second period, where they should have been able to expand the lead beyond the the three-goal lead. But nonetheless, uh, Philly comes all the way back, and then the Jets, you know, do what good teams do. They don't love losing the lead, but they find a way, you know, in the, the back half of the third period. Not quite the full back half, but close to the back half of the third period to both score and keep Philadelphia off the scoreboard. Although it definitely got dicey there uh, a few minutes uh, with a few minutes left and the net empty.
0: Well, I'm not going to ruin the the Moose report or minute, whatever you if you choose to give me one, Drew. I'm going to give you one. There's a
1: big hey, look, look. You were no, at no. The but I, my
0: point is, I don't want to. I don't want a little foreshadowing. I don't want to ruin it, right, for anyone who didn't necessarily read my recap. Although you should read my recap. There's something something interesting in that little recap that nobody would know unless you were at the hockey game as one of two media people who were in the uh, the building. I can tell you, if you read the recap, Uh you'll find out some interesting nuggets that you wouldn't know otherwise about who may have also been in the building watching that hockey game. Wink, wink.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I might have to go read the recap. You, you, you say, do I, this, you I do this. Say, Drew, you holiday. may, may, been, I've been, I've been may want to go read the
0: right? recap, Drew. Go down I'm to go the...
1: Read the recap right now. I've had a go very the... busy day. I've been I in probably... and out of hockey rinks all day long. I'm not with my kids, but I'm, not I'm judging. I'm going to go check out the recap right now.
0: But you better read that recap because you'll find some interesting things in there, I think, at least. And so we have other folks who are in there. Drew's going to be scouring that recap. I know Kenny's water bottle already read it. I know bunch of the folks i gave them the hint that they should go read it when we were chatting during the game or yeah so or during intermission whenever it was and i said you should probably go read that recap but anyways the point is that we saw this movie before very similar in fact for the first two periods the jets and the moose games paralleled each other but of course different conclusions regardless yeah it was it was an unusual game and, and the flyers and you know jets killer both on and off the ice kevin hayes he uh he was the uh, the difference maker. All it looked like he was going to be at least mm-hmm. uh, with his very unusual angled goals. But regardless, I mean that one thing the Jets need to do better of was their power play. I thought their five on three was not a good use of time. No. They uh, they really were just a
1: little cute, a little cute. Yeah, play, it, was, it was
0: too much. It was too much passing and mm-hmm. and just I mean you you had twenty. They literally had twenty eight seconds of passing and not they had control. They yeah. just never took a shot and they were looking for that perfect shot yeah. rather than like right. a shot on that. And and look, you've got, you outnumber them by two, right? That's so if, they, if you have a shot, you have a good chance. Of getting in there and 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 seizing a rebound.
1: And if history is any indicator in tonight's game, Felix Anstrom isn't going to come. Isn't going to make a clean save. There's going to be a rebound. And right. when you have Pierre Luc Dubois on the ice, you sort of outnumber them maybe by three in that instance. So I agree <laughs> with you that uh, they should have put a puck on net as opposed to sort of wait for the the perfect one. Um, and, and you know I, that could have bit them. That really could have could have bit them, um, you know. And I thought that you know Philly was maybe going to push as a result of that, or maybe uh, take advantage of the the emotion that they got out of that uh, out of that five on three kill. It didn't happen, but it could have. And maybe if Philly was a better team, it would have. But nonetheless, it, it's a victory for the Winnipeg Jets. It's a good weekend for the Winnipeg Jets. We talk about how it's a good weekend for the Moose, and we'll touch on that later in the Manuk Moose Minute. Uh, you know, we will touch on that. You know, the ice, it was a good weekend for them. The Jets went into two teams that are below them in the standings that are weaker opponents. Yeah. And they did what they couldn't do to Montreal, which is beat them and beat them relatively handily and, and, and reaffirm themselves as one of the best teams in the Western Conference. In fact, with tonight's victory, they move into the uh, top spot in the Western Conference, tied with the Dallas Stars, of course. But the Jets, uh, uh, I guess, will now have, uh, uh, pardon me, two points ahead of the Dallas Stars. They haven't updated uh, yet on NHL.com, is what I'm seeing right now. But okay. the Jets w- will be ahead of them also uh, in points and in, in regulation victories. So this is what the Jets needed to do. Much better weekend. You flush some bad stuff from the last few games, and mm-hmm. now you Shift your focus to Tuesday against the Nashville Predators, where you go back to playing a Western Conference opponent, a team that has been uh, pretty bad this year. I mean, not to sugarcoat anything about Nashville, they've been yeah. pretty bad. Um, but they're a team that also is looking to crawl back in to a playoff race. But the Jets want to push them down again and keep them down, and that's what they have an opportunity to do on Tuesday and to end the five game win- the five game road trip uh, with a with a winning streak.
0: Yeah. And it was interesting because so after the Moose game, as I was making my way home from Canada life with uh, over 5,000 fellow Manitobans today, yes. it was a big crowd on hand, but as I was making my way, I turned on the NHL network and, and was giving it a listen, hoping it would be our friend Paulie Edmonds. Cause sometimes they pick up that broadcast, but it happened to be the Flyers broadcast. And it was interesting to hear them talking. And Oh, I always find it interesting to listen to, um, you know, the a broadcast you don't generally listen to one, because it's interesting to hear how they assess the Winnipeg Jets and how they assess, you know, um, uh, how their how the team has to look match up against Winnipeg, and and they talked about the Jets' center depth. That was interesting, and but not again, nothing super insightful. But they talked about how important this game was for Philadelphia, a team that is. Well, I, I guess as a measuring stick game, I guess for them. I mean, look, there's. I think they're still trying to sell something called Hope Drew in in Philadelphia.
1: Maybe. I mean, I hope is I I hope that Hope is a dancer because the the Hope is the playoffs, <laughs> it ain't happening.
0: Well, no, but I mean, I guess they look. They're seven three. They were seven three and zero coming into tonight's game. Right. So they were, you know, and they beat Detroit last night, and it's you know that was one of the interesting things. But neither team was in Philadelphia yesterday, of course. Both teams were away. Jets obviously in Ottawa. And the and the flyers in in Detroit where they picked up a win and you know it was it, like I said it was just it was just interesting it was different to hear the broadcast and how they assessed it and what they sort of you know uh, um, pinpointed as the things that were important to do and, and again like I said, it, it was it, it would have been an interesting game for, for Philadelphia. I mean especially if you don't know what's going on with Winnipeg you see a big team coming from the Western Conference and you, I guess you could call it a measuring stick game potentially even though the flyers similar to the senators, or I believe they were as of, uh, you know, prior to puck drop seventh in their respective divisions. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I agree with you, the likelihood of of playoffs for them is is very remote, but, you know, I mean, hope springs eternal until the season, until the season, until that, that officially you are completely eliminated from the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it certainly does, uh, and I get, but you know, it would be an important game. Both teams on the second half of back to backs, as you mentioned. And yes, I mean, I'm, I'm being very uh, facetious when I say that uh, you know Philadelphia doesn't have a chance. When, you know, the, it would be a certainly a high uphill climb, and this isn't a team that's uh, dripping with talent. They have some nice players. I mean, Owen Tippett is still a very nice player uh, for Philadelphia. Kevin Hayes, you know, despite his his you know uh, struggles here in Winnipeg back in the day, is a nice player. He's got some some positives. He's got 15 goals on. The Season now, a little one dimensional, but whatever. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, you know, whatever you think about uh, his alleged dressing room behavior, is a good power play quarterback. Uh, you know, they, they have some talent, but you know, this is a Jets team that is more talented and a Jets team that's playing better as a unit and certainly has better goaltending, even with the battle of the backups. Like, uh, you know, Felix Sandstrom is, is a young, young. Goaltender, I think he's got one win on the season, maybe one win in his NHL career, and he looked out of place certainly to start this game. I mean, uh, the Flyers didn't start the game. It's again another good start for the Jets that we've seen, I guess, more of lately. Certainly, the last three games they've had good starts. Toronto on Thursday, Ottawa yesterday, here uh, uh, tonight they've had a better start than we've seen for a lot of the season. And, you know, anytime you can go up on a team 3 nothing before the game is, you know, before the game is 10 minutes old, you're doing something right. And that's what the Jets did. And that's why they feel good about themselves there. Of course, they don't love that uh, Philly battled back and got, you know, tied the game. But nonetheless, the two points in the ledger is what matters most.
0: Sorry Drew, I was in the middle of trying to get a tweet out about our good Bart. friend Anthony Sanfilippo. Maybe maybe he thinking he would might join us after uh you know covering the flyers. Although I, I didn't see him tweeting, so perhaps he has the night off. Who knows, but uh Good Anthony friend, he works, the of course,
1: for uh, CrossingBroad.com. Crossing yeah. He's tied in very closely with the Flyers organization. He actually used to work for the Flyers organization, yep. and he's been covering the team uh, for at least, you know, probably close to two decades now. I would say before yep. that, at the Delaware County Daily Times, uh, back in the day, when yeah, that's uh, true, he used to be a regular of ours on the uh, on uh, our various radio stations that we were once uh, that we were once fortunate enough to be on. Whatever. <laughs> I'll be in a charitable mood, I suppose. Hey, there's wow. nothing, there nothing wrong with 92.9 Kick FM, I guess. Yeah, no, of course.
0: In fact, uh, Joe from Winnipeg was talking about how he still got some of our original uh, um, broadcasts on on USB from back in that day. So uh, absolutely nothing wrong with the Kick FM days when it was Yumi and Ezzy banging out content and nobody
1: else on that broadcast certainly nobody who's now a pro scout for the toronto maple leafs i don't know absolutely that indi- not i have no clue who that individual would be and but uh, we shall not <laughs> we shall not speak about his name uh, in any true. event dave m why don't we get into the betway game recap. sure i'll go
0: back to tweeting and you go back to introducing the
1: second there you go. Sounds like a good deal. Betway game recap for this Sunday evening's Jets victory. It's brought to you by, of course, Betway, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Uh, that's where I just won some money on the 49ers, minus uh, three and a half over the Dallas Cowboys. So yay me. Betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront, with a large selection of betting options and sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be nice. 19 years or older to play, please play responsibly. Winnipeg Jets, as we said, Dave M, they opened the scoring at the 453 mark of the first period Axel Jonsson Fjälby you know he's got some good high eye hand coordination as you saw in this one tipping in the Brendan Dillon shot Neil Pionk getting the secondary assist on this one as well it's his fourth of the season and this is just you know a, a skill play you know the, the, it takes a lot more skill than maybe people can appreciate when they're watching it you know from the comfort of their couch to be able to tip a puck that's going this fast and redirect it past the goaltender but that's what Axel Jonsson fialbi does from the high slot to give the Jets an early one nothing lead.
0: Yeah, and it was a nice stretch pass originally by Neil Pionk to to get out of the zone right from the Jets end and and you you've got to give these look that's what I think uh, I don't remember who said it but it was one of the first goals from the fourth line in a long time for uh, for Winnipeg so you did. You did need that. You did need. We've talked about it. Like Adam Lowry, he's a bit snake bit right now. Obviously, after getting the Ginsburg guarantee on Saturday, we knew that was going to be the death
1: knell of him scoring any goals. You've never but, seen a player tear both of their Achilles simultaneously yeah. after they get the Ginsburg guarantee. Yeah, but, he's uh, like, oh, I I got,
0: Adam Lowry. Oh, I beat, I beat the goaltender. I beat Forsberg, but yeah. I cannot beat both posts. Yeah. Somehow, a puck that was magically going in defies the laws of physics to stay out of the net because of the Ginsburg guarantee, regardless. So you knew that the Jets, again, we, we you know, Mark Shifley scoring, uh, Kyle Connor scoring, the the top lines are scoring, they're producing. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois in a small little uh, lack of scoring. I think they said it was uh, six games now, Drew, where he hasn't had a goal, but you're still getting contributions, but you needed to get it from that fourth line. And so when you get a guy like Axel janssen fielby who was actually, you know, played a big role in tonight's game, and Spencer had a good, had a good comment earlier about his... uh his his various ways of making an impact it's not it, not necessarily a Gordie Howe hat trick but it was more of an Axel Johnson Fyhlby hat trick, and and well, yeah that you shot want...
1: block I mean you you know the shot block that he sacrificed his body yeah. for and I mean yeah. that hurt. Uh, you know, you could hear that, you could feel that through the TV. Yeah, fortunately, it wasn't a Wheeler-esque shot block. If you all know what I'm talking about, I'm yeah. sure you do. But uh, certainly, uh, talk about sacrificing your body to make a play. That's what he did there, and you could see the amount of pain that he was in after doing so. But Anthony sure that, says, by the
0: way, Anthony responded. He said, "Let's do next week, boys. I'm out of town and wasn't at the game tonight. So there
1: you go. Next Saturday, the rematch between the Jets and the Philadelphia Flyers seems like a good,
0: seems like a good time for a date with Anthony.
1: There you go, exactly. Our buddy Anthony San will join us next Saturday. Who knows if Ginsburg's going to join us, but we really don't need him anyways. he took Sunday. He takes Sundays off. He doesn't work on the lord's day i I, yeah. I got very confused when he said that to me. I just didn't understand what he was talking yeah. about, but uh that's a separate issue uh altogether, I suppose in that case anyways,
0: the point is you're you're right. it's absolutely a a beautiful tip and it's a critical goal. It gives the jets. That good feeling early in that uh, in that first period.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And the good feelings continue. Kyle Connor, his twenty fourth of the year, assist to Cole Perfetti and Nate Schmidt. I mean, this is uh, an absolute beautiful play by by Perfetti to tee up uh, Kyle Connor. For our Seagram's shot of the game, a fireball, tastes like heaven, burns like hell. I would drink this, of course, but it is dry January for me, so I'm not drinking this month, uh, despite all other visual evidence uh, to the contrary. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, what uh... the hell? There we go. You, nobody bought that I wasn't drinking anyways.
0: Well, it, they would have been fine with it, Drew, if you would have said, you know, I'm just no longer. But the problem is you said dry January. Yeah. But everybody who is in the show right now, yeah, I would imagine, was in the show yesterday. And they all <laughs> saw you do the shot of the game yesterday. So it's not as if their their memories reset, Drew. Yeah. People can remember more than, you know, I mean, 24 hours ago, whenever we were last doing this show. Feels like we've done 300 shows this weekend. It does so maybe it that's does. the confusion. But uh, regardless, I think people remember that you did it.
1: I'm sure that they do. In any event, if anybody has a spare kidney that they are a spare liver, rather, that they'd like to put aside for me, then you can uh, keep that handy. I'll be touching. I'll be contacting you accordingly uh, to to take advantage of that offer. But in any event, that is our Seagram shot of the game. Uh, Kyle Connor, his 24th of the season, uh, assist to Perfetti and Schmidt. And you just see a great play by Cole Perfetti to sort of look off the defender, look off the defender, and then feather it over to Connor, who absolutely wires it past Sandstrom. Uh, just a fantastic play. As you can see, Perfetti's game growing and growing and growing as the season moves on.
0: Again, I'm going to sound a bit like a broken record, but I don't mind because it just reinforces what we've seen before with Cole Perfetti. At the AHL level, that's what he did. He was able to... um you know adjust his game and go from being a peripheral player to getting you know getting the points like that to you know going to the dirty areas and being willing to take that sort of punishment and you're seeing it at the NHL level and that's not obviously what happened on this play Drew but it's just that world class brain right and he's got to match and his his legs have to match and everything has to get up to NHL speed because NHL is another layer another level story from obviously from the AHL but that that vision that this kid possesses is all world. And you mm-hmm. saw like, I mean, it's funny because when you watch it live, you're like, he didn't look at all. You realize that he did very, 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 <laughs> you know, imperceptibly yeah. look just to just slightly with his right eye and see Kyle Connor there. And what a shot by Kyle Connor. I mean, that's his oh, yeah. 24th goal of the season. And I, and I said it, uh, you know, or when he scored, I thought he had two goals in his first 14 and he has 22 in his last 34. And he's still on pace for 41 goals like 41 goals when you have two in your first 14 one of which was an empty net right drew uh,
1: they so, neither of them were
0: five on five. And one was a power play goal right yeah. so he had a power play goal and an empty net goal he had two in his first 15 or 14 sorry and now he has 22 in his in his next 34 to give himself 24 in 48 so you know back on pace for 41 if by uh, math is right but uh he's he has just been remarkable uh at just how good he has been mm-hmm. and and getting back to the Kyle Connor that you expect and you know and and so he's continued to do what the Jets need him to do which is produce and uh, I like their use of him on the PK I know that Cal Connor doesn't often get lauded for his defensive abilities but you know one thing that he's able to do is is anticipate what skilled players are going to do on the power play and so you saw it and this, I'm jumping ahead now to the third period, but yep. there was that one play where the Flyers are, are, are pushing and they're trying to, I think, tie the game at that point. And, you know, Kyle Connor anticipates the, the cutback, takes the stick, you know, active stick, knocks it away at the blue line and gets the puck out of the Jets zone. So, um, you know, the goal scoring, obviously very important for the Jets, but you need Kyle Connor to be doing a lot more than that. And, uh, you know, but in this instance, we're talking about his goal scoring and that was a fantastic goal for the Jets to give him a 2 nothing lead.
1: It certainly uh, certainly did give them a two nothing lead that lasted two minutes and uh, 17 seconds. Mark Shepley yep. is 29th of the year assist to Blake Wheeler and Nikolai Ehlers, this is one of those instances. Sometimes the secondary assist is yeah. poo as not being as important, and the secondary assist, you know, maybe you don't get as much credit for the for the play. Well, this is all Nikolai Ehlers, and if you listen quietly, you can hear uh, Sweet Georgia Brown playing in the background. Because Nikolai Ehlers, like I stopped family dinner at this point. I called the kids over uh, and said, <laughs> "Kids, gather around. Let's sit around the fireplace. We don't have a fireplace, but let's sit around and watch what uh, world class." <laughs> skating looks like because that's what this is uh Kyle I mean Nikolai Ehlers just goes around three players goes around the net and then sets up uh, Wheeler, who makes a, a gorgeous pass to Mark Scheifele, who couldn't be more alone and couldn't have an easier goal than this one. The Flyers are all just watching Nikolai Ehlers. That's all they're doing. They're like, yeah. "When's this guy going to stop?" Because he better stop because we can't catch him. And it was three nothing for the Jets at this point in time. And the goal that you should see on all the highlight reels tonight, at least on uh, if you close your eyes, you can see it on your own personal highlight reel. Okay, got it
0: right now. And you know, Drew, it it yeah. it, it, it it really was. Like you said, it was a world-class play from all three because Ealers does what he does, which is you know, uh, control the puck and move at a speed that most players, aside from Connor <laughs> yeah. McDavid, can That's even right. try and, and emulate. And then he does it and he processes the game at such a high level, right? And at such a fast level that he gets it over to Wheeler. And and look, I know folks are, are quick to to malign Blake Wheeler and whether he's hundred percent ready to be, you know, the Blake Wheeler he was before he got injured, before he blocked the shot. But but I think you can't take certain things away from him, and his ability to make a pass is still pretty pretty good. Not 100%, like I said, but it was it's, it's pretty – he knows – him and Shifley know each other. They know where they're going to be, yeah. and you credit Blake Wheeler for making that decision because guys sometimes hold on to the puck, and he didn't. He just immediately got it over to, we, to Shifley. And look, Mark Shifley, 29 goals. I mean, he's on pace for 50 for the first time in his career. His career high is 38, correct? So, I mean, he's on pace now to hit uh to get to the 40 mark to get to almost the, I think he was at 49 and a half so if you round up if you believe in rounding up then he's on pace for 50 goals this season pretty remarkable uh for Mark Shifley and again part of the reason why folks are so focused right now drew on you know the Jets adding because you're having guys have such significant years in Josh Morrissey Mark Shifley um Pierre-Luc Dubois and as a result the t- you know and that's something we'll talk about after this not yep. necessarily the game recap but another instance where the Jets now have a three nothing lead courtesy of guys, you know, the, 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 whatever you want to call it, the one, a, the one B I don't really care, yeah. but that line just doing what it needed to do, which is, I mean, it's, it's really hard to like, you know, it's not like the way it was where you'd have a line and it would be, you know, together for 10, 15, 20 games. You don't see it anymore. So as a result, it's really hard to be like, well, because I mean, Ehlers could be there and now he's here and there's all this tweaking. So it's just easier. Look, we got, you got a one, a, you got a one B there. That's a very good top six, the top six that you're putting against most teams. Yeah. And I think that in this instance, with that incarnation, it's pretty damn good to see uh, Ehlers and Shifley and Wheeler, what they're able to do together.
1: Well, I, I mean, I think I saw something online that uh, Nikolai Ehlers uh, is on pace for like 65 points. Yeah. Which is <laughs> remarkable, considering that he, you know, what did he play? Uh, he missed thirty-four games or something like that with the with the sports hernia injury somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah. Maybe you know, my, I think it was thirty-eight, it, wasn't it? My 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 number might be a little off. I'm drunk off Fireball. We it could we be thirty-six, all, we, actually. I think we've all seen the was, evidence.
0: I think it was thirty-six.
1: Whatever it is, I mean, you you know, and everyone had him pegged for you know earlier, you know, as the breakout player maybe in the yep. NHL this season, and all evidence. Uh, points to the fact that he probably would have been had it not been for the sports hernia injury. And you got to see it again uh, today on just an unbelievable play here uh, to to set up Shifley's goal. And the Jets have a 3-0 lead before the game is even 10 minutes old, which is uh, a really remarkable uh, effort and a remarkable start to the game by the Winnipeg Jets. Exactly what you want to do against a fragile opponent, a weaker opponent like the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers fight back, though. They punch back. Uh, they punch back before the end of the first period at the eighteen thirty-nine mark. Uh, minute twenty-one to go in the first period. Ivan Provorov. We don't need to. We'll just talk about his hockey uh, game. We don't need to deal with the other stuff. Ivan Provorov. That's because this is a
0: hockey show, Drew.
1: That's right. Third goal of the season assist to Owen uh, Owen Tippett and, and York gets the secondary assist as well. Uh, and, and, you know, I, it, it's a hard net drive. Cam York gets the secondary assist. It's a hard net drive by Ivan Provorov and it's a good play by Owen Tippett to put it uh, to put him uh, in a good position. And he's, it's really just a jam play. There's nothing necessarily particularly, uh, you know, uh, unique about it, but he goes hard to the net and good things happen when you go hard to the net. Yeah. I can't help but wonder if Rick Bonus was considering a challenge. It sort of looked like maybe there had been some contact with David Riddick, at least from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Jets didn't challenge and I can understand why you don't challenge in that situation. You're up three, you know, worst case scenario, you're up 3 1 at the end of the first period. You're happy with that. If, the challenge, if you do challenge and if the goal is upheld, then all of a sudden it's 3 1 and you're killing a penalty before the right. second period is out. So I understand why the Jets didn't challenge. I wonder if Bonus maybe considered it, but in any event, they didn't. And it's 3 1 for the Jets after 20 minutes, Dave.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, and again, like I said, it was funny for me watching that game thinking, ooh, deja vu. I've seen this, I've seen this story before where a team scores three goals in 10 seconds, in 10 minutes, and then yeah. somehow it becomes a 3 1 game. But, um, I, again, I don't want to give too many spoilers, although I know a number of folks were paying attention to what was going on earlier this afternoon at Canada Life, but yeah, I mean it it is it's one of those plays where you Provorov is known for being an offensive defenseman and so he jumps into the play and gets an opportunity to to jam that puck home and you don't like to see it because it's late in the period, but you know, if you're the Jets you're thinking to yourself, okay, it's not ideal, but at least maybe that provided them that wake up. That's what you're thinking, I would imagine. You're maybe getting the wake up call that may have happened in the second if you were laissez faire, but instead the Jets, uh, you know, get that late in the first. And, and again, like I said, you think to yourself, you know, Philadelphia, like I said, they're the more desperate of the two teams because of the way they're positioned are. They want to get the iPads back on the bench. So they're trying <laughs> to figure out whatever they can do to, to, to do that. And of course, that I'm, I'm assuming you know, the carrot dangling is for, for wins. Tortorella needs wins in order to, uh, by the way, if I wasn't sure if you were aware, if you're watching the broadcast, but, uh, Kevin, uh, that, um, John Tortorella was to the left of Kevin Sawyer. <laughs> he
1: said it a few times, didn't he? Just, just once or twice. I know that's okay. So we all have, uh, you know, as somebody who talks a lot on this show, we all have our verbal crutches. Oh, I know. I just, I just, I just, it was just funny.
0: I just kept thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't know if he's to the left of Kevin, but I'm pretty sure he's to the left of Kevin.
1: Yeah, if we, I'm not going to criticize him for that one. I understand, but there's a lot of things that uh Kevin Sawyer said. I'm not says criticizing, I'm just me, I'm,
0: po- I'm pointing it out Drew, I would point out the same your 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 same uh idiosyncrasies as well. Yeah, so good word, fear not.
1: Fear I do have not. many, I do have many idiosyncrasies. That's true. Uh, so that is a good word and, and well earned by you to use it in that case. 3 1 for the Jets after 20 minutes. Uh, Jets obviously controlled the first period, uh, were rewarded with it. Uh, and you know, the second period started out very similarly. With the mm-hmm. Jets, you know, looking to expand the lead, they controlled, you know, sixty-four percent of the possession at five on five in that second period. Uh, you know, to go along with a, a a lead in the possession in the first period. So, you know, th- they just kept pushing and they pushing and pushing, but they weren't able to get a goal to make it four-one to regain that three-goal lead. And then uh, late in the period with Nate Schmidt in the box for interference, Kevin Hayes gets his first of the game, his 14th of the season assist to Cates and Tony D'Angelo. We mentioned D'Angelo, a good power play quarterback. And all of a sudden a game that the jets have really been in control of by and large, especially at five on five is becomes a three, two game at the end of 40 minutes, Dave. Yeah.
0: And, and look, that's, it's a power play goal and it's, it's a lucky bounce to Kevin Hayes and he's at a very unusual angle mm-hmm. and still manages to put it in uh, on Riddick, who, who had himself a pretty good game and, and look,
1: especially, sorry, let me just interrupt you. Yeah. especially in the first period, yeah. the, the saves that he made in the first period, the Flyers had 14 shots in the first period. And a lot of them were on what I saw sort of as redirections or, 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 or just sort of weird bounces. And yeah. he had to be sharp. I mean, and yeah. he was, you know, the, the I think numbers... the high danger
0: were what 12, six after one,
1: uh, after one, the, the high danger chances. No, they were five, three, uh, after one and high danger chances. Uh, oh, they okay. were, they were five, three, but I, I thought Riddick was, was sharp in the first period. I thought he was more or less sharp throughout most of the game, not just yeah. the first period you know yeah, he gives yeah. up three goals which never looks great for a goals again for a, a goals against average but I thought that a number of the saves, particularly in the first period that he had to make uh, were were of a important variety. they weren't yeah. world class they weren't uh unbelievable saves, but they were solid saves for a guy who doesn't play all that often of course he would have last played uh when would have he last played he played on where do you go. Uh, I guess he played against Pittsburgh. Did he play against Pittsburgh on the Friday? Yeah. No, he- didn't Hellebuck play on? No, because it was a back-to-back. The Buffalo, remember, Hellebuck. Oh, you're right. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. I think Ritter, Ritter just played all the back-to-backs. He has. He's played all the yeah. back-to-backs. Yeah. And I he's got a good record on the year now. And 8-4, the-
0: 8-4-0, 2.62 GAA, and a 9 yeah. 8 save percentage. So, I mean, like, the reality is, what do you need? I mean, what have we always talked about? You need someone who's capable, mm-hmm. someone who's going to be sufficient. And he made a couple of big stops. Yeah. Uh, you're right, Drew. So I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that was, that was significant. And so that's why, like I said, you don't fault him on that power play goal because Hayes is low yeah, and it's a very, and, and, and the reality is also that puck squeaks to him almost unintentionally. And so it's a lucky bounce for the, for the flyers and it gives them, you know, a little momentum because again, it's a late goal in the period. So that's right. that is, that is one of the things that you don't like if you're the jets is giving up that late goal in the, in the second period, because it allows the flyers to say, Hey, you know we were down 3 nothing we're now down 3-2 after 40.
1: That's right exactly. The Flyers a team you know don't deserve to be down a uh, three-two, you know, considering that the Jets have really been in control uh, at five-on-five. Five, I mean, they, how many chances did the Jets have in that second period, where you know they they had good opportunities right from the slot, many, and that Sandstrom was up to the ta- the, the, the task to make the saves. And the Jets, you know, not snake bit because that would be a little bit of a, an exaggeration, but it's three-two, so it's a game. This is a ball game, uh, you know, entering the third period. And then Kevin Hayes, only two minutes and thirty-five seconds into the third period. He gets his second on the power play of the game, his 15th of the season. assists to Frost and D'Angelo again. And again, it's sort of a, a weird angle. It's you know, I don't know that. The- It was sort of hard for me to tell on the replay. I don't think Riddick made the save and the rebound went to him. I think it hit the guys in front and then it ricocheted to Kevin Hayes, and he had a wide-open net to shoot at. You know, Riddick is in position to make the initial save, but the puck then just takes this weird redirection, and, and, you know, Hayes makes no mistake. He knows how to score in the NHL, and he's got a pretty wide-open net to do so at. And a power play, two power play goals for the Flyers – have put them back into this game, have tied this game. You know, this was a power play for the Flyers that wasn't any good to come coming into the game. And the death right. penalty kill, we know how good it's been this season. We know how, how good it's been over the last uh number of games. They've been perfect, I think, in their last was it something like 14 uh penalty uh killing opportunities like entering tonight's game. Uh and Hayes makes it five a three all at this point very early in the third period.
0: True. Uh we got a request from Mean Gene Okerland. Uh he he says he'll smash the like button if Drew smashes another shot. I'm assuming that's from Beyond the Grave, but well done, Mean Gene.
1: There you go, happy Mean Gene. There we, we go. Might, we might not be smiling and waving despite all the uh, despite all the requests, but apparently I'm, I'll do shots on command.
0: There we go. Like button, smash harder than Drew on Fireball. I like it. Keep it rolling, folks. Anywho, keep those likes rolling for uh, for us. We appreciate that. Keep the comments going. I like that people are leaving comments that we can uh, respond to after the show or you know during the show if I start to lose focus here. But yeah, I mean it is you know I mean like I said it's it's an unfortunate bounce for the Jets and it leaves them you know sitting there going well we had a three nothing lead but it was again it wasn't like it was like a three nothing lead now it's three all and you thought, felt like Philadelphia was coming on. Like I'm not saying that they didn't have chances, and in fact, they could have very easily taken a four three lead. They had a very good chance. Riddich had to make a save. I think we uh, someone fo- um, you highlighted it, Drew, on from one of the one of the comments. But I mean, Riddich had to make a couple of big stops. Uh, I think about that play when Mark Scheifele had his pocket picked yeah. on the on the power play, yeah. which ultimately ended up unusually leading to a, a five on three, which yeah. the Jets did absolutely nothing about. With uh, other than pass the puck uh, a lot and wait for the perfect shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, David Rich had to make a couple of nice big staves, uh, in order to, you know, maintain, uh, the jets at even, which was, which was obviously significant, uh, not to give the flyers any more, uh, you know, uh, momentum because obviously getting that goal early in the third to, to tie the game is, is, especially in their home building. And that's, you can hear that building, right? Like that's a, it's an animated building. We've only been there for, uh, draft. the 2014 draft, I believe. That Yeah. Was a the Nicola Ehlers, Ehlers draft. draft. Yeah. Yeah. When we were in Philly with, uh, with, with some of our friends and uh, saw one of the best baseball games we've
1: ever seen. Well, you, I, you, I should I, say the, the, the imprint is still on my face. I was going
0: to say, Drew, you and I should, we'll remember that as who of course isn't with us tonight. Mm-hmm. He doesn't remember because he and Huss and uh, a friend of ours who will remain nameless for obvious reasons. Yes. Well, those reasons the will show. become a little bit more obvious yeah. in the show. Um, We're,
1: uh, What Um, happened is they cut off the booze sales after the ninth inning, ninth inning, yeah. And because seventh or ninth, seventh or ninth, no, ninth inning, uh, okay, Um, I think ninth, I can't remember for sure, but because the game went 18 innings, no, 14, uh, 14, no, it went longer than we had two, didn't we have two seven, or maybe it was 14 because we had 14, we had two seven inning stretches, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the game went 14 innings, which of course wouldn't happen anymore in baseball with the runner that starts on second. Uh, You know, but uh they went to get more drinks because God forbid they not have a. Drink no, they in their didn't
0: hand. just They didn't go to get more drinks. They left the game. Like, yeah, they left the game. A, who leaves a tied game in order to? Well, I'll tell you, hustler, Ezi. and as he and yeah. one
1: other person. Yeah, and then they missed the the home run ball, the walk off home run hit by Chase, Chase Utley. Utley. Okay, Chase Utley, which uh, ricocheted off the steps, the seats behind us. Sounded like a
0: bomb went off.
1: Yeah. I'm standing
0: there. I'm waiting. I'm like, come on. I'm going to get this. I'm an outfielder. I can do this. I was was like, oh, that's too high. I'm out. I got nothing. It's going to break my hand. I'm out. I'm
1: So it ricocheted off the seats behind us. Uh, And then uh, and then uh, in the scramble to get the ball, it hit the seats behind us and then bounced right off of my face. And uh, long story short, to your credit, Drew, you dove for it. It's true. I did. I did. I did try and sacrifice myself for it. Yeah, you dove for it. Like, I
0: I mean, honestly, it was like it's like watching Newman, like when he was going to get that the fur coat and, you know, running up the tree. That was Drew going for that ball.
1: It's true. I, you know, I'm not sure it was the smartest decision I've ever made in my life. Maybe not. But I didn't get the ball, but I did get a fat lip. So, you know, a uh, win-win, and you guys get a story for the rest of your lives uh, that you get to tell. As you can see me, if you watch the replay of that home run, you can see my body sort of hit the ground very faintly. Dave's, oh, there you go. There's the there's the guy who got the ball. There's the ball, and there's me, uh, the guy holding the ball up against my lip. There you uh, go. So there you go. I'm glad that Dave has at all times has ridiculous photos on uh, at his fingertips on his phone. I
0: had to do a quick search Drew,
1: but I got it eventually. I knew you I knew you would have it. There's the, that, that 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 thing that phone of yours is is a is a lethal weapon. <laughs> it really it should never is. It's fall scary. into it should never it's fall scary. Into, into evil oh, absolutely hands. Not. Absolutely yeah. not. Anyways, real, sorry. Problem. We
0: could we could tell stories about Philly all day long. So let's let's keep rolling.
1: Anyways, three all at this point in time. So the Jets have managed to take a three nothing lead and blow a three nothing lead, but then they get the game winning goal at the 8:44 mark of the third period. Carson Coolman, his third of the year, assisted Dylan Demello and Brendan Dillon. Uh, not the line that you would have expected uh, to score the game winning goal. It's a strong net drive by Carson Coolman. It's a bit fortuitous as well, yes, but he gets full credit. Uh, for, <laughs> yeah, with the uh, no. With the Excuse- no- Smith says Drew yeah with the no move Kucherov for the winner it's right I mean but you know what he gets credit for going hard Yeah, yeah for going hard at the goalie and the goalie for not being uh that great of a goaltender the puck sort of goes right through him and into the net it's not a great goal by any stretch of the imagination but it's a great goal from the sense of the Winnipeg Jets retaking the lead and it's a great goal from the sense of Carson Kuhlman getting rewarded for hard work and that's what he did on this one Dave
0: yeah, absolutely. He uses his asset, right? Is what's his biggest asset? Now, as an aside, and I had a little chat with the folks. There were about seven or eight people uh, in the uh, chat before during the game, yeah. and then I, I took this to Twitter as well. And it seemed like across the board. I think I had one person say no, but every time, and and oftentimes, I, I will admit when I'm watching or listening to a broadcast, I've got my may have had my head down because I'm might be writing, tweeting, writing something on illegalcurve.com. So I'm not, not necessarily. Fully yeah. watching exactly. There's a lot but I'm going listening. On. I'm listening. So you know. But anyways, so then I hear, I hear Tucker Pullman, not Tucker, but I hear Pullman for Coolman <laughs> at least four to five times in a in a broadcast. And I was curious to know how many other people every time Dan Robertson says Pullman, hear Pullman. And I absolutely every single person on Twitter was like, absolutely. I thought it was just me. I thought it was just me. There were probably like 40 people who responded, 50 people who responded saying they did. The chat, I think. Come on, let's go. Let's let's get it going in the chat. Do you hear Pullman when he says Coolman? I'm curious. This is just a complete aside. I'm doing I'm doing my best, Ezzy, to do a complete uh, sidebar. But see, Tucker Coolman. There we go. There we go. Anywho, the point is that yes, Drew. He he used his asset to, which is his speed, to drive hard at the net. He got just demolished behind the net by the Flyers. I mean, he, he you know not like not only did he get demolished it was almost like he got picked up and like, it was speaking of wrestling. Like he was thrown to the ground Yeah, with, uh, after that hit. So, um, the, you know, good on him for, for obviously getting up and, and scoring a, a critical goal. And yeah, I mean, it was funny because I watched, I had to go back and watch the highlight. Cause I was like, I really or the replay story because I didn't think he had shot the puck when five hole, I think I originally, my first impression was he didn't. And then of course that was confirmed when I watched it on the replay, it was more just mm-hmm. slid along the, on the ice, went five hole, <laughs> and ended up being the game winning goal. So it's a bit of insult to injury for the flyers, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's good for Carson Kuhlman. His second goal is a jet third of the season and gives. Yeah. And again, you get some depth scoring mm-hmm. huge for this, for this club to be able to get that, especially in a back-to-back, especially what have the jets played now? Like, was that, Four games in in six Honestly, days I, or something I, like
1: that. I was thinking, you know, uh, I think I was even talking with somebody last night. or I was just thinking about it, you know, or you know, some point today. It seems like the Jets have been playing three and four nights for like the last month. Yeah, it just seems like it's every, you know, it's, it's been three and four nights for forever now. Yeah, and you can understand why. I mean, I know I'm looking forward to the ten days off right after the St. Louis game next oh, Tuesday. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure the Jets themselves uh, are looking forward uh, to a little bit of time off because it's been a incredibly busy stretch and they're coming through this stretch by and large uh, smelling like roses mm-hmm. and that's you know winning tonight winning last night in Ottawa you know it means you're two and two on the road trip you got the one game left in Nashville so you know if you can take care of business there and you finish your five-game road trip with a three and two record well then you come home you got three games to go and then you can sort of breathe then you got that ten day off ten days off where you're gonna relax you're gonna get away from the game for a little while And you're just going to be able to, you know, you're not obviously going to heal all the wounds that you're facing over the course of a lengthy season. But it's almost like a line of demarcation between, you know, the the not the first half, because it's more than the first half, of course, but the first uh, segment of the season and then the second segment of the season from now through what the Jets hope to be a lengthy playoff run, of course. There you go. Uh, what an upside-down fan. He said Utley Homer shared. I'm not sure if that wh- where you shared it, but uh, in any event, I hope you shared it where people can see the uh, the walk-off Homer that uh, ended with a a ball careening off my face a little bit. The Jets end up uh, winning 5-3. Kevin Stenland gets his third of the year into the empty net. Assist to Pierre-Luc Dubois. The Flyers pulled the goalie with about two and a half minutes to go uh, in the game. And, you know, it was, I guess it was two minutes and 13 seconds to be exact. And they had a lot of zone time. Yeah. And there was one opportunity where it looked like it was maybe Adam Lowry's behind that, that kept the puck out of the net. It, it was sort of unclear to me which player in particular it hit, but the jets were able to um, not give up the tying goal. And then eventually they cleared the zone and Stenland, who, you know, has been doing sort of yeoman's work for this team for a long, long time ever since he came back, uh, ever since he he's become a regular in this lineup he does a lot of the uh unheralded sort of things and he gets rewarded here with a goal into the empty net and the jets will gladly leave the city of brotherly love with a 5-3 victory on this sunday evening dave
0: yeah i mean there's again this is what you needed to do which it was you know even that road trip out so now you've got two wins two losses and an opportunity to uh Take it home against the Nashville Predators. I think they said on the broadcast that tomorrow's a day off. So, and oh, and sure. and 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 the reality is, even though I mean, it's funny. It's like a, you know, you, you they there's you can see both sides of it. But they're not practicing a lot. In fact, I think they've had like two practices in like the last month. And obviously, we know why because they've been playing so much. But they have been getting a lot of days off. And so, you know, they'll be in Nashville, nice city to get a day off in. You can walk around, get some, you know, enjoy some things. Uh-huh. And uh, we spent some time in Nashville, Drew, of course, a couple of September's ago.
1: Perhaps they can find my dignity while they're, while they got their day off. <laughs> that would be nice of them. If they exactly. can also look, if they can also look in New Orleans, if somebody can swing by there, I was recently yeah. there. That would be great to them we as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Drew loses his dignity a lot. So if Oops. you find Drew's dignity, please yeah. call the following number. Um,
1: <laughs> I can also explain why I need a liver as well. I'm not sure yes. if there's a correlation there, but yeah, in yeah. any event.
0: Anywho, so the point is that the Jets, you know, do what they needed to do. And 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 like I said, in the broadcast, it's interesting that the Jets hadn't, I mean, obviously the Jets only play in Philadelphia once a year and, and didn't obviously during the all Canadian division. But the fact is that the Jets haven't won very often in in Philadelphia. Of course, we always think back to that nine, eight game in the first year. And then I think there was a, I think the game, the last game they won, which was that January 31st, 2012 was a two one game. I think I saw someone say, so. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a long time ago for the Jets to have gone uh, in, you know, in their last win in the city of brotherly love. So they're feeling good about themselves and it's, it's, it's an important win, even if it's against a quote, lesser opponent. What have we talked about? What have the Jets managed to do every time they've been up against a lesser opponent for win. Most part this year is win. So they've got another win. They're 31st of the season comes in game 48 for them. And I, like, I you know, I like to keep track true you, you last keep year. keep track of that one, my boy. Last year. It was in game 66 when they they picked up win number 31. So they're well ahead. And I know people say, well, why are you talking about last year? Well, remember, this is largely the same team as last year. And now they've got uh, 31 wins in 48 games versus 31 wins in 66 games. Pretty significant turnaround for this Winnipeg Jets club
1: exactly right so the jets move into a tie with the dallas stars in the central division both teams have 63 points nine up on the minnesota wild the wild of course had been creeping closer and inching closer the wild lost a couple in a row though yes they have they've lost two in a row they have uh three games in hand the wild do but You know, the schedule is going to obviously get a little bit uh, the games played are going to tighten up when the Jets have that uh, have that 11 day off break. Uh, And the Minnesota Wild now, again, some more breathing room between the Jets and the Stars and then the Minnesota Wild. And then, of course, the Colorado Avalanche, who've won five games in a row as they uh, continue to climb uh, in the Western Conference playoff race. That's the Betway Game Recap on this uh, Sunday evening. It's brought to you by Betway. It's simple, fun, and safe to bet with Betway. So head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. When we come back on the Illegal Curve post game show more on tonight's Jets victory in Philadelphia. We'll read some of the post game comments and, of course, the shenanigans that are the various illegal curve contests still to come. And a Manuk Moose minute as Dave recaps everything that happened in downtown Winnipeg. The Moose victorious this afternoon as well. It's shortly before nine thirty in the evening. Don't go anywhere, Drew Mindell, Dave Manuk. The illegal Curve post game show rolls on on this Sunday evening. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark
0: at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors.
1: Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzie took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos. Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy,
0: relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, One call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com
1: and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time.
0: Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg.
1: I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do pre book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew,
0: I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre book my parking month in advance. What's that going to
1: cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars. No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. (laughs) There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second,
0: wait a second. All, All the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're
1: telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G R Y D Park and use the code illegal curve. All one word, you'll park for free your first time. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the Illegal Curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. 9.30 Sunday evening, the Illegal Curve post game show. Drew Mendel, Dave Manuk with you. To wrap up what has been a very heavy Illegal Curve weekend, we're so thrilled you've all been able to join us all weekend long. And we remind you to bookmark it and set the reminder for Tuesday night, 9.45 p.m. is when we're going to get started after the Jets and the Nashville Predators. This stretch of 6 o'clock games will come to an end, at least for the next two games, before it restarts again next Saturday with the Flyers back in Winnipeg to face the Jets. But at least a couple games that are at our more regular, more used to seven o'clock start time dave um, uh, i like these I mean, the six o'clock start times are nice in that you know we can go to bed at a reasonable hour at least i can go to yeah. bed at a reasonable hour but they certainly uh, are not the most conducive for uh families and uh spending quality time with your children as the case may be but nonetheless seven o'clock tuesday is puck drop 9 45 p.m post game show following the jets and the nashville predators As we said, it was a perfect weekend for teams based in Winnipeg. Two wins for the ice, two wins for the Jets, two wins for the Manitoba Moose to talk about tonight's or this afternoon's Moose victory we present. Put on your antlers. It's time for the Manuk Moose Minute on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. That would be for me, right, Drew? That's That's my cue? That's your cue, yeah.
0: My time to shine? That's your cue. Okay, well. Uh, I made my way downtown, went to downtown Winnipeg today with 5,000, some 200, 300 other Manitobans who are going to check in. Tons, as as Ezzy pointed out, it's youth hockey in uh, Manitoba this weekend. I don't want want to say it wrong, Drew. I don't want Ezzy to be upset with me. Part of a hockey Manitoba hockey manitoba initiative so i gotta make sure i say it right so let me he did he, did he My, send
1: you a read for you to do this no
0: he didn't i'm just i took a picture of of the thing so it's uh, minor okay. hockey weekend minor hockey weekend in manitoba and, and the, at the moose game specifically tons tons of kids were at the game um with their teams and it's it's the the energy the kids bring you know it's funny it's palpable and not, not only is it palpable to, to us in the press box but the players uh Everybody, Dominic Toninato, who I spoke with after the game, Ashton Sautner, and, and assistant coach Eric Dubois, who I asked it before he got started if he was a little sick talking to me. Although he said I, he looked at me kind of funny. I said, "Yeah, but you're also two and O talking to us, so say, you, you know, might want to consider set- that to be a bit of a."
1: When when Eric joined us on Saturday morning's Illegal Curve Hockey Show, and if you haven't seen that, folks, go check out the replay of Saturday's Illegal Curve Hockey Show where we were joined by Eric Dubois. We started off the interview by talking about how the Moose haven't been able to get anything rolling. It's been win one, lose one, win one, lose two. Yes. Comes on the show, they win two in a row. I'm not saying we deserve all the credit, but, you know. But you're not not saying it.
0: You're not 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 saying that. And remember... This is not against some, you know, average team. This is against the top team in the Central Division, the Texas Stars. So uh, the Moose, of course, were up 4-2, ended up winning 5-4. Beautiful overtime goal by Declan Chisholm, the 2018 fifth rounder for the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, the only change in this lineup from tonight's game was Salman and started instead of Arvid Holm. And Isaac Johnson came out in favor of Braden Burke who was signed on the PTO. It was Jimmy Olaney bobblehead game. So the first 3,000 fans in attendance got a Jimmy Olaney bobblehead, the captain of the Moose. He is working his way back to return to the lineup. He's been obviously out since uh, we reported that back in, I want to say back in July of the summer where he had suffered an injury. And of course that's kept him out of the lineup for some time. And the Moose started off hot and no surprise. It was the line of Toninato, Limoges and Tyler Boland. Those three combined for the opening goal. Real nice play, actually. Dean Stewart, Portage of the Prairies. Dean Stewart deserves some credit because he kept the puck in the star zone. And then the three did a nice little tic-tac-toe, ending with Dominic Toninato, seventh of the season to give the Moose a 1-0 lead. 21 seconds later, pair of Jets prospects. Daniel Torgas in the 2020 second rounder from Sweden. He buried the rebound his second straight game with the goal. And uh was, I think it's his fifth goal overall of the season. And he was it was uh created, of course, by the big frame of Henry, helped, I should say, by the big frame of Henry Nicken in the 2019 fourth rounder, a player I always tell folks pay attention to. He's 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 gonna be a good one, I think. He uh creating some havoc, and then Torgerson put that one home. And then Leon Givanke about uh, five minutes after that, I think he let it rip from the point to give the Moose a three-nothing lead. Sound familiar, Jets fans? Because it happened earlier <laughs> in the day within like uh Ten-minute span that was Leon's uh, ninth goal of the season, and it chased Anton Gudobin from the Stars' net. The veteran goaltender he was done after giving up three goals to the Moose, and uh, and then sure enough, much like that Jets game, the Stars started to whittle away at that lead, made it a three-one game. Similar goal to what we saw the other the other day in Ottawa, quick one off the off the face-off. Gave the stars some life uh, late in the first period, so now it was three-one. Sure enough, they scored again in the second to make it three-two, and uh, would tie it up three-all late in the third period. So not dissimilar, but also of course different from the Jets game. This game, of course, would require overtime again, and Jeff Malott hard and heavy in the corners. And and it's you know it's funny. I had um, someone ask me if the if there's a new strategy in overtime because it seems like. The overload the, the the puck rather than you know stay man to man. And for the most part, I think it was just a mistake because the stars were man to man, and then all of a sudden they just swarm a lot who fed <laughs> the puck to T- Dominic Todd who was wide open in front of the net, and Todd Nato scored the OT winner. His second of the game improved the moose to 21-13, two and one on the season. And uh, of course, left all the fans home, let sent all the fans home, happy with their Jimmy Oleny bobbleheads and second moose. Win of the weekend and uh, give that team some momentum as they get ready for the final series of this six game stretch uh, next weekend against the Toronto Mar-
1: Marlies. There you go. Good victories for the Moose this weekend as the team looks to get on a roll. And Dave M, of course, has it all covered. Now, Drew, on what mango-curve. was no what? I was going to ask you. Who was in attendance that people should have interest in, or at least should have their uh, eyebrows perking up a little bit? Who was in attendance at this afternoon's Moose Stars game?
0: That's that's a good question. I was going to tweet it out, and I'm like, you know what? Forget it. None of these other guys show up at the games. Why should I give away this information for free?
1: That's right. So
0: if you want to read about it, you go to IllegalCurve.com. The only place you can credit, IllegalCurve.com, because we were the ones who reported it. So anywho. Yarmo Kekalainen, the GM of the Columbus
1: Blue Jackets. and Good friend uh, of, of Illegal Curve, been on the show a yeah, couple of times back in yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah,
0: and he was he was about uh, five feet away from me and uh, one of his scouts uh, or player development guys. And well. then you had two from the Bruins as well. So I'm not sure why the Bruins would be scouting the Stars and uh, Jets. Maybe they're trying to get information on potential stanley cup opponents i'm not entirely certain but you wouldn't think that either of those organizations will be making a trade but i mean again it's not entirely sometimes we don't know how these teams are crisscrossing the the globe in in their scouting but columbus again is an interesting one because of course there's a number of players i I, of course a lot of the people in the chat who were reading about it and we're talking about it they're joking about whether patrick liney was coming back to winnipeg i said that one i'm not so sure about but there are a number of players. Gustav Nyquist was a, a player that was mentioned by Frank Saravalli the other day. Yeah. And then uh, Gavrikov, the defenseman, was another name I think was, uh, wasn't he mentioned by?
1: He's been mentioned. I mean, he's been, there, he was mentioned last year. The yeah. Jets might have had interest in him. Yes. He's definitely yeah. a guy who's uh, likely to be traded uh, at the deadline or before the deadline, sort of a very stay at home sort of style defenseman. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of money. Uh, you know, would be an upgrade on, on a lot of team's back ends. Yeah. Uh, but you know it's interesting. Columbus is in Calgary uh, tomorrow, so yeah. you wonder if Keke was was uh, traveling with the team. They were in, they were at home yesterday, so you yeah. wonder if he decided to stop in Winnipeg uh, just to get a, a glimpse at the moose, or maybe the stars sort of, you know, kill two birds with one stone. Uh, you know, assuming that he was traveling to Calgary to be with the team uh, when they face off tomorrow night in uh, well- in, in Calgary.
0: And and worth noting that the Bruins are the only one. Like there was no the Blue Jackets weren't here yesterday, right? So so there was no Blue Jack like Yarmo Kekalainen and he uh, flew in they, specific for today's game. They just game. came in for today's game, which which isn't is a little bit unusual in the sense that you tend to kill two birds with one stone. Two games to KC and them both. Right. But anyways, but like you said, maybe he's going to head off to Calgary next. Anywho, point is that uh, look, I mean, remember when we were seeing um, uh, what's his name, uh, the Ottawa GM um, Dorian. We were seeing him like every five minutes in Winnipeg along with uh, Kelly McCrimmon. And it was like, it was like every day, every moose game. I was like, Oh man, like McCrimmon, Dorian, shovel day off. They're all circling. (laughs) But anywho, the point is that the the Bruins had someone here yesterday and uh, but again, you never know what, you never know why it could just simply be scouting, giving an assessment as to how these two teams, you know, their, their farm clubs are looking. But like I said, the the Columbus one is interesting. And so that's why I I made note of it. And that's Mm -hmm. why it's included in the, uh, the, the game recap of today's Moose and Stars game. So if you're interested, go read the whole recap, I would hope, to find out what's going on with the latest, with the Jets' prospects. But you can read about that nugget, even though I've just given it to you for free right
1: now. There you go, Dave M, with the Manuk Moose minute after the Moose victorious uh, earlier this afternoon, sweeping the weekend series against the Texas Stars, just like the Jets swept their two games against the Senators and the Philadelphia Flyers this weekend. Tough duck, hardest hitting comment. You never know who I'm going to decide to give it to, you know. And I would thought this this was a pretty good comment. It's not necessarily the most insightful one, but I appreciate Dieter Steedinger, and I apologize, Dieter, if I'm uh, mispronouncing your name. Here, But you're right. David Riddick, the numbers aren't going to look great. They're nothing that's going to jump out at you. It's not the one goal he gave up against the Penguins, but he had to make some key saves at some key times throughout the course of this game, and I thought that it's uh, good on you for uh, pointing that out and making uh, and making that comment, and as a result, you're going to be awarded a Tough Duck toque, courtesy of our friends at Tough Duck. You can send me an email, drew at illegalcurve.com or slide into my DMs on the Twitter machine at ICDrew. Send us your mailing address. Our friends at Tough Duck will send you out a toque for your comment and your continued support of the Illegal Curve post-game show and presumably the Illegal Curve uh, hockey show on Saturday mornings. In Frosty addition- makes a
0: good point, Drew. You're going to need that toque by Friday.
1: A is pol- this the Sorry, polar supposed- vortex or something we're supposed to be getting? I didn't know about this, but Don at
0: Security told me that it's going to get cold on Saturday. So uh, there you go.
1: Yeah, I, I saw something on the, I don't know, somewhere on the internet that some sort of polar vortex is coming our way and it's going to make. Are we next- always in a polar vortex? Well, no, we haven't been this year, no, I would I, say. I, this has I been, I been a very delightful. I,
0: uh, I was trying to be sarcastic, but okay. Oh, that, that wasn't. But normal. much like, hey, much like my blue screen of death. Uh, tweet yesterday which sarcasm goes over uh, completely completely got misconstrued by everyone uh not everyone but a lot of people and it was hilarious how people were trying to dunk on the jets as if it was the i was i had some of the jet moose guys telling me that people were trying to dunk on the jets because just for those who don't know the moose you know you you know you know
1: you told the story on last night's post game show i know
0: but drew i mean what there's a few more people here today so maybe not everybody knows anyways the point is that but i but drew is also because i actually had to defend it because i was like how stupid are people but regardless I felt like I needed to qualify, and so I did. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was funny how people were still trying to dunk on the Jets, and I was just like, okay, sure. <laughs> Have fun with that.
1: Illegal Curve Merchandise Contest. In yes. order to enter the merchandise contest, you go on the YouTube channel. You click the down arrow. You'll see the show description. There's a link to the contest page. Click, click that link. You'll see a whole bunch of things you can do uh in order to gain entries and earn more ballots into the merchandise contest one of those things that you can do in case you can't uh find it on our in case you can't find it on YouTube it's also uh, it's also on our website illegalcurve.com. So, one of the uh, things that you can do to earn extra entries is enter in the unique code word that's a unique code word that you can only find here by watching the illegal curve post game show or finding it, of course, on the podcast edition of the show. Were you going to say something? Is that why you were? I, w-
0: I was going to say something because if I, I wasn't sure if you were going to ask me if anybody guessed it or not, yes, because. And now, I as a, so the only clue I would give people because everyone's like I said I, I gave two clues. Yes. I said one is it it's always tied into the city the city or the team yeah. that the Jets are playing. So that's number one. And then number two, I the clue I gave was the secondary clue was I said it's it's something we've spoken about. In fact, quite recently. Mm-hmm. So if that you know maybe that should give you some sort of indication. And even though Spencer Sutton said he got guessed it, but I don't think he did. Only one person, Joe from Winnipeg, was able to to read it, reach into my mind, and figured out what that code word was. So that just goes to show you that 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 makes me that that warms my heart because it means that Joe listens. That nothing nothing makes me feel better to know that people are listening.
1: There you go. So the unique. I code wish it was Clubber Lang though. It wasn't Clubber yeah. Lang or Philly Cheesesteak. It was, but it's close to Philly Cheesesteak. In fact, it's Philly Dan. Philly Dan. Now explain who Philly Dan is, Dave. Well, actually, I can explain by picture. <laughs> oh, good! I'm glad you have visual. You, this is we have real. We got a visual element to today's show as well, in addition to the constant visual element that is the show being on YouTube.
0: Yes, yes. Well, uh, oh, sorry. Hold on, one second. No momento You don't have um, it handy?
1: Come on. What kind of picture? Well, I, I, I mean, I I did before, but then somehow I I, I screwed it up. I don't know. You screwed happened. it up when you had to get the picture of the the ball hitting me in the face and that guy. Yes, that oh, guy's not Philly Dan. For the record, we don't that know that not. guy's name
0: uh no although we did remember we ran did someone we ran into him did we run into him after we ran into somebody else who was like no someone else who rem- recognized you as the guy who got hit in the face which yeah. was the funniest part remember the guy's like weren't you that guy and then he took a picture with you. Don't you remember? Like after we were leaving the stadium, I think I, I was remember.
1: concussed. I don't fully remember a lot from that evening. Yeah, there, you know, yeah. I, I did get sort of trampled by people, so that, that you know, and it get a ball uh, hit in the face. So you know, things things were a little blurry for until the next morning.
0: Who doesn't? Who doesn't like a good good trampling? Okay, well, hold on. So just just so in case anybody's wondering, there's Philly Dan. Include and, and you the way really you can't
1: see anything there. It's not a good. No, photo. you
0: can watch one second. Philly Dan with a young Ezzy and a young Drew. Okay. So, in case anybody's wondering, Philly Dan is a character that Ezzy and I, when we were in Vegas randomly with another buddy of mine, uh, because Ezzy and I, even though we travel well together, had never gone to Vegas before. But my buddy and I were going to Vegas, and somehow Ez kind of joined the show, and we didn't, I don't remember how he got involved. But, anyways, it was the beginning
1: of a beautiful romance between you and Ginsburg. He hasn't left you alone since.
0: (laughs) Anyways, point is that we were uh, at the Heart Bar in uh, Planet Hollywood, and we, uh, we, we, he, because he's the most affable person in the history of the world, uh, met uh, uh, this this guy. And he, uh, Philly Dan, is huge into hockey, loves hockey, and he's buddies with... Um, Riley man, Cote. Riley Cote, yes. I was going to say, I'm blank for a second, but he's buddies with Riley I pulled, Cote. I can't
1: believe I pulled that out of my ass He was right an
0: there. assistant coach with the Philadelphia Phantoms. Yes. Or at least he was. I think he still is, but he was. Uh, uh, and he's a buddy of Dan's. So we started chatting with Philly Dan, and, we, and somehow we kept bumping into him periodically my other friend and i would bump into him in vegas from time to time and of course in 2014 coming bringing it all back when we were at the draft we went to the baseball game with philly dan we hung out with philly dan ezzy and him disappeared into an uber first time i'd ever heard about uber was in 2014 when ezzy and philly dan got into some escalade and just drove off leaving the rest of us at uh, at the ballpark but anyways that's the adventures of philly dan who we still hear from from, from time to time good dude and he's your unique code word
1: There you go. So enter the word Philly Dan, all one word, all caps. P-H-I-L-L-Y-D-A-N. I I hope I didn't need to spell Dan for you good folks, but I did nonetheless. Philly Dan is your unique code word for the Illegal Curve contest. Enter that in. Get extra ballots. Get all your extra entries because we are approaching the end of the month. It'll happen the night of the St. Louis Blues game. That's January 31st. We're going to draw a name for two tickets to an NHL game of your choosing, so be sure to get your entries in ahead of time in order to be eligible to win those tickets, and of course, all the great merchandise, the Jets merchandise that we give away here on the Illegal Curve post-game show, uh, which of course takes us to the winner of tonight's Illegal Curve merchandise contest. Let's wish a hearty congratulations to Jeff Bose. Jeff Bose is the winner of the Illegal Curve merchandise contest. Dave M. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Jeff's uh, Lisa's brother, of course. And uh, okay, we are. Whoa, folks, I think we know what this means. This is now officially the Dave Nuke experience. I would love to say I kicked Drew out, but I didn't do anything. And yet somehow, okay, Drew, let yourself back in. I won't do it. Thank you. But uh, wow, all of a sudden, the I Dave Nuke experience. A button. That was a. I hey, he did it again. This is amazing. <laughs> All right, folks. Sorry, I did. You know, Jeff. This is most. Uh, this is the greatest thing ever. Oh, Drew's back. Damn it! I don't know how he keeps coming back. Hey, let yourself in, Drew.
1: I I keep. You know, stop Drew. hitting the button. You keep hitting the same button. There, there's a button on the side of my mouse for some reason that I don't know what this button does. I guess it immediately closes the window that's on your screen.
0: Yeah. Try it again. Let's see if it works. Yes, he <laughs> fell for it, folks. Anywho. Congratulations, Jeff! You are the winner of the Illegal Curve merch contest. We'll get you some authentic Jets gear. Oh
1: man, Drew's back! Damn it! The button works. It's a—I mean, I—it's I, a completely useless button, except for the fact that I—I
0: uh, call it the greatest button in the history of the world, Drew.
1: <laughs> if you had control of the button, then yes, I—I I, I would see that it would be. But this button, I—I've never seen it before. I've never really—I have no idea what it does. But apparently, it's really an annoying button. Well, I think it's the
0: greatest button that was ever created, but Hey, you know what? It is what it is. Rob doesn't want you to press that button anymore. Some people thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So anywho. Uh, so congratulations, congratulations to Jeff on the win. And like I said, I'll get in touch with you and we'll uh, get you some merch. And, and remember for the, for the record folks, if I've sent you an email and even if you've responded, send me like, send me a message on, on Twitter in either to the, my IC Dave or to the illegal curve account, or Instagram, I don't really care how you reach out, but if you've sent me an email and I haven't responded, it means I probably haven't received it. So please do so, so I can get you your merch and we can coordinate that.
1: There you go. Very reasonable request from Mr. Dave Manouk in order to get that quality merchandise into your hands. It won't be this though. It won't be the moose hat. The moose hat that Dave M's to keep and, and for himself. And no, the I bottle. probably
0: actually will end up giving it away.
1: Oh, okay. Dave M's going to give yeah, away the I'll hat I'll give it too. away. I'll, I'll
0: keep the I'll keep the bobblehead because I like I tend to keep the bobbleheads, but uh, I'll give away that.
1: Okay, there you go. You can do as you please. Yeah, You are yeah. an independent man, so there you go. Something for you to uh, work on over the next uh, couple of weeks or whatever. Anyways, congratulations to everybody. Big winners here on uh, the Illegal Curve post-game show. We'll do the next post-game show on Tuesday night, 9.45 p.m. Back here, the Jets and the Predators, the Jets, look to end the five-game road trip with a winning record. They're 2-2 two and two so far, sweeping the two games this weekend, defeating the Senators and defeating the... Uh, Philadelphia Flyers tonight by a five we just watched the game margin I know I forgot who they who they lost who they beat but they beat the Flyers five to three want to say a big thank you to all the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make the post game show the Saturday show and the website a possibility frosty Winnipeg hope you're ready our friends at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club Kevin Farley at Rumors starting Tuesday night a number of the shows are already sold out so get your tickets now in order to see Kevin Farley start. Starting on Tuesday night, our friend Dr. Les Rikus and the team at Linden Market Dental Center. Frank and Morrow Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Betway, our good friends at Betway. Tough Duck, they give away tukes left, right, and center. We thank them all the time. Our friends at Boston Pizza. Seagram's, here's some fireball. Rolly's Transfer, Grid Park, and The Keg support these fine businesses because of their continued support of Illegal Curve Hockey. It's been an exhilarating weekend. It's been a bit of an exhausting weekend. Three shows this weekend, but we do it all for you, and we thank you all for joining us for them. If you haven't already done so, smash the like button, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us some feedback on iTunes. Leave us some feedback on Spotify. Leave us some feedback wherever you can uh, find a legal curve because we always want to hear from you, and we want you to tell your friends, tell your family the best place to be after each and every Winnipeg Jets game. And again, on Saturday mornings is the Illegal Curve YouTube channel. For Dave Manouk, I'm your host, Drew Mandel. This has been the Illegal Curve post-game show. We'll see everybody on Tuesday night. Thanks for joining us. Have a great couple days, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel Follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, illegalcurve.com.